Welcome into the PHNX Suns post-game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. We greatly appreciate it. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Lindsay Smith, <laughs> Espo. Thanks for joining me. I know it wasn't the Christmas ending that we all wanted, but hey, at least the Suns are on the national stage on Christmas Day. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't heard that uh, downer dive bar music in a while, but... Uh, I know, I don't love it. No, especially not on Christmas. <laughs> no, I didn't want to be in the dive bar today, but you know, the Suns fell short to the Warriors, 107-116. It was a bummer, but it was a good game overall. Like, it, it was a good game to watch as a fan. It just didn't end the way that this fan and that fan over there on the other side of my computer screen wanted. <laughs> No, I mean, look, that was that was a true heavyweight fight. It was everything we expected from the two best teams in the league. They went back and forth, and in the end, the, the Warriors had the last run. I mean, they went back and forth the entire time when it came to these runs, and finally the Suns just didn't have enough at the end, couldn't hold on, uh, to, and didn't have enough to make that final run. Warriors did, and, and hats off, uh, you know, Santa hats off to them. Today they played a, a hell of a game, and you know what? Otto Porter Jr. comes out of nowhere in those final few minutes and uh, does whatever the hell that was. So uh, yeah, congratulations, Otto Porter Jr. I mean, you, I uh, saw... ruined everybody's Christmas. <laughs> in Phoenix. Yeah, thanks a lot, my guy. I saw so many tweets there at the end of the game that was like, "Death by Otto Porter Jr." Didn't see that one coming. Definitely didn't have Otto Porter Jr. on my bingo card for going off at the end of this one. And I'm like, I think we can all relate to that. Like, I if if it was going to be somebody, I didn't think that in those uh, crunch time minutes it was going to be him. But you know what? That's one of the things that comes with this Warriors team. They're pretty stacked, just like the Phoenix Suns are, and they play really good basketball. That's why uh, Suns and Warriors are top two in the league. So understandable there i guess uh derek boys in the in the chat says okay silver lining i have an excuse to drink now so (laughs) true i mean fair enough let's be honest though like as much as it sucks to drop this one it was still a pretty good back and forth game right like there were moments when you really thought the suns could dig with this one out and get a w tonight and then, you know, the, the Warriors, they're a tough team. So this will give the Suns something to go back and watch the film, look at, say, a lot of this. Some of this can be pinpointed into our finals matchup as well on things we really just need to clean up, we really need to hone in on and focus on those key areas so that come playoff time, we've got this figured out. You know, we're ready to go. We've learned from our past mistakes and we are prepared to not do this again in the future. And that's all you can hope for out of this one is that they learn from it and can turn things around the next time around. Yeah. And I don't even know that there's so much that they have to necessarily change. I mean, one thing I'd change is when you look at their defense against their defensive plan against Steph Curry and the double teaming that cost them because when Steph was double teamed uh, and I didn't get a chance to look at it at the end, but late in the fourth, they were, eight of 10 on field goals when Steph was double teamed and he kicked it out to somebody else, right? At some point you got to look at that and go, maybe it's time to just let McHale be on Steph and and accept that, uh, you know, if Steph gets his great, but we're going to shut down everybody else where it felt like they relied on that double team where on the other side, uh, 
Golden State's defensive plan and strategy against Devin Booker was spot on. He has a rough night, and and they didn't take advantage uh, of anything that came out of uh, out of what was going on defensively when it came to Devin Booker. So, uh, look, there's this is this is a tough night because you lose, but it's also against you know the team you're battling to be the best in the league. What worry? What bothers me is this could come back to bite you in terms mm-hmm. of seating. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh that's a problem to me is 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 you you drop this game you could have won. You're in it uh throughout and does it come back to bite you in May? Does it come back to you know or April or May when you are, you know, potentially a second, third, fourth seed because you lose this game and the Warriors win it and the, the top, uh, you know, at least the top three seeds in the West look like they're going to be very crowded. Does it cost you home court in, in later rounds because of it? Hopefully not, you know, but it's a very long-term look at, at what this might cause. But, you know, overall, I'm not, I'm not sweating this game. I know somebody in one of the Cove crazies joke panic button, <laughs> not sweating this game at all. You know, yeah. not, not what I wanted on Christmas when I have to spend time away from my family uh, to, to watch this, uh, you know, to be able to be here with everybody, but it's, it's all right. Yeah. Elon Musk, thank you for the super chat. He said, Espo, I'm not satisfied with Suns rebounds today. The Golden State Warriors out-rebounded the Suns 42-37, to but the Suns should have had that easily in the bag today. I agree with you, Elon, on that one. I think another area that was huge, like the, the Warriors capitalized so drastically on this, was turnovers. So the Suns gave up 21 points off of turnovers tonight. Had you just cut that in half, you'd um, that'd basically be the game there. So that's another area where it's just like that was super frustrating, um, especially early on in the game, not to single anybody out because it was a whole team issue. But campaign did have quite a few turnovers tonight. And that was kind of a bummer just because, like, if there was ever a game to not have turnovers in, (laughs) this would be the one to not do that in. So um, didn't appreciate that at all tonight. Yeah, and we had a a, a late uh, turnover from Chris Paul, which mm-hmm. is uncharacteristic. Suns were uh, had a chance to tie, if not take the lead. They were trailing by two, uh, and Chris Paul has it has it tapped away. It's a you know four or five point swing there. But on the rebounding front, Elon, you're a hundred percent right. When Javale McGee and DeAndre Ayton combined for 14 total rebounds. Yeah. You know you're going to have have a tough night there. It just was not, you know, it, it was not the typical night from those guys on the boards. Uh, usually you see DA in double figures and you see McGee get in that close to double figures as well. Uh, really uh, I was disappointed in DA's lack of uh, aggressiveness on the boards, but also he kept getting caught uh and this is one of the things that I don't mind, but he he kept having to switch on to Steph Curry at times, right? Which I think was done by design because then that takes him away from rebounds uh, when they happen, and that is uh, uh, that that's a lot of what went on tonight too. But props to Da for being able to play some defense uh, on on Curry at times. Not many big men 
can go out there and not just get completely torched mm -hmm. by Steph. So, you know, again, I think this was a great game plan by Golden State and Steve Kerr. You or tip your hat to them on that. And then, you know, some of this is, you know, the Suns haven't played on most of these guys on this Suns roster with the exception of CP3 uh, and, and maybe Jay Crowder haven't played on this kind of stage in terms of a uh, Christmas day. It is weird. You're not around your family. There's a, uh, there's a lot of distractions. Uh, plus you're the one game on at that time nationally, you know, so maybe that mentality wise, because they came out flat in that first quarter, uh, had had a little bit to do with it, but but overall, not the uh, not the typical game that we've seen from them. Uh, and Mook, Mook in the chat says, uh, "I think we should start Cam Johnson." I'm not ready to blow up the starting lineup yet. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of comments in the chat right now about putting Cam Johnson in the starting lineup. That Jay's been a little too streaky for us recently, kind of having some issues. And I understand that feeling and I understand why we would be thinking that way. But one thing that um, I even copied it. So I'm going to read this tweet to you. So the four point play tweeted out or five point play, which is four, four point, point play, play, right? Yeah. Roman Sorry. numerals. Roman I numerals are tricky. Um, <laughs> they tweeted out, I share the frustration with pain. I do. But this is why I love Monty as a coach. The confidence he instills in guys generally gets rewarded. Benching pain to win a regular season game, albeit a big one, does nothing for long-term outlook. And then Gerald Bourget, our very own Gerald, quote tweeted that and said, something that applies with Shamit and Nader as well. And I think we can kind of apply this with Jay Crowder um, as well. Pretty much every player on this team. Gerald said, I wrote about Monty's approach a few weeks, a few weeks back. But that faith he shows in guys through their struggles is part of what makes this team so good. And I think we have to keep that same mindset with Jay because he could be having a little bit of an off time. He could be going through some struggles. I mean, he spoke openly at the beginning of the season that, you know, his mental load was so heavy after last year's playoff run. Having come off of an additional playoff run before that. You know, so maybe he is just having a little bit of a struggling moment. And but you don't want to when somebody is struggling, you don't want to just be like, you're struggling. Get out of here. You want to continue to invest in them, continue to uplift them. And that's a huge thing that Monty does on a regular basis. And the hope and goal is that it'll pay off down the road when things matter a little bit more. I mean, I, I know tonight's game matters as far as seating, but the playoff games, that area is where it matters the most, I believe. Look, I'm not worried about Jay because Jay is traditionally streaky. He was last year. He has been in other stops that that he's had, Miami included. Look, this he's not the guy I'm worried about. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I understand what uh what the four-point play is saying, and I respect his analysis on the game. But if I'm the Suns, I might hedge my bet and explore options at that backup point guard, maybe a combo guard that can play point guard and shooting guard, just in case Cameron Payne doesn't refine that magic. And you might need to consider other options at this spot because Alfred Payton ain't the answer. I'm going to tell yeah. you that if, if you bench campaign to put in Alfred Payton, you've made a horrible mistake. Uh, but if there is a guy out there that you can have in that, you know, 
third guard or third, uh, you know, point guard role that could slide in the backup if you get into a a situation where it's like very clear Cam is just not that guy this year, and you need somebody to give you that lift. I would consider looking for that if I'm James Jones. Mm-hmm. You know what we should do, though, uh, Lindsay? Yes. We, we should, should go, go to the bar. bar. Because I need a drink. <laughs> yes. And I need a drink of something bar. very particular tonight. It's Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> because this was the kind of game that gave everybody heartburn, win or lose. I, you know, it, it, Obviously, you can deal with that heartburn a little bit better with the W. But man, mm-hmm. that was a that was a game after after eating all that delicious Christmas food, uh, then sitting there and watching that back and forth, uh, up and down. Yeah, I could chug a bottle of that Pepto right now. Yeah, I you know I'm with you. I feel like that one just made your stomach feel a little queasy. You just didn't love it. Um, I also saw a couple of tweets. I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Sam Cooper on Twitter saying. As much as I feel like I love a Christmas Day game, the anxiety of this Christmas Day game is a little much for me. And I can kind of relate to him on that because it it was stressful. Like this, I know I said it off the top, it felt like a playoff game, but it, it truly did in the sense of just how much felt like was on the line with this one. And maybe it's just because I've never been this invested in a Christmas Day game, like as an adult when I realized like the stakes and everything that was on the line, but it was, it was a tough one. Cause I, I was, I was a little tight for a lot of this game. Oh, I no, completely 100%. Like, uh, but you know what? That's what you want out of a game like this. I get it. You wish the Suns blew out the Warriors, but in the end, when you have two powerhouses, you want an entertaining game. We got an entertaining game. The Suns wound up at the, uh, uh, at the, uh, the the wrong end of it tonight, uh, they got out physicaled uh, by Golden State. Uh, they got outworked in certain situations. And Devin Booker, let's just be honest, he had a bad night for him because he won MIA tonight. Thirteen mm-hmm. points, uh, one of five from three, five of nineteen, which made me laugh because everybody was bringing up this tweet from uh, 2017 Christmas Day when uh, Devin Booker said, "We need a Christmas game." Maybe it's be careful what you wish for for Devin because that was <laughs> that was very uncharacteristic for one Devin Booker. Uh, and there was no Armani tonight. It was Devin eh, Target uh, Booker. Uh, there was a this was not high end uh, fashion tonight from no uh, from the man. It was like that's a, all like right. a Zara Booker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he's he's a uh, only two games back from that injury. So, yeah, you know, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, all right, an off night. I, I fine. You know, don't make it, don't make it a habit. Uh, tonight was ugly though for book. It was, I think. Um, so I want to address a few more things from the comments. So there are a few people in our comments who are bringing up the officiating tonight. And I typically hate going down this road, but Espo, I just want to see if you have any opinion on the officiating tonight and the refs. Look, to me, I stay with the both sides get bad calls in an NBA game. Yeah, look, the, mm-hmm. the refs are are human and it's bad in general. I don't feel like it was directed at the Suns. Uh, did Devin Booker get superstar calls tonight? No. no. Did Devin Booker deserve to get superstar calls tonight? Probably not. 
I, you know, just probably not. It was not, uh, it, it was not the kind of night. And look, th- some of this is a byproduct of when you complain as much as the refs as Devin Booker does. Sometimes you're not going to get those, uh, uh, you know, you're not going to get those calls. Mm-hmm. You're just not because you've complained so much and you've got to earn those kind of calls. And I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Okay. The, the chat obviously, uh, just really upset with the refs. I, I just, I didn't see it. I, there were crappy calls in general. I'm not going to sit here and put this game on the refs. Uh, you know, Devin not entirely. Five I of mean, 19. he didn't miss 14 shots because of the refs. He didn't go right. one of five from three from because of the refs. You could say they didn't do us any favors no. and that definitely can, can help the opponent for sure, but I wouldn't put this solely on the referees tonight. Look, I mean, what do you, because it was a home game, we expected, you know, better out of it. I don't, I just, I, I, the refs always seem like such a cop out whenever any team loses. Oh, the refs, the refs, you know, and it's like, okay, sure. You want, Mm -hmm. you want to sit there. I mean, it was, the Suns had 16 free throws. Uh, what do you what do you think with how angry everybody is in the chat uh, and and on Suns Twitter? What do you what do you think the uh, the Warriors had free throw wise attempt wise? I mean, don't look, but take a guess based on <laughs> I the. <looked. laughs> okay. I mean, to me, you would think it was it was sixteen to forty, right? The way in free throw discrepancy, the Suns had sixteen free throws, the Warriors had twenty one, right? We're not talking a large discrepancy tonight. It's not like they got screwed, and it was only two more points that the uh, that the Warriors got off um, off of free throws than the Suns did, sixteen to eighteen. Uh, this was not a byproduct of the refs tonight. All right, we're gonna move on from that because it's such a hot button or a, yeah, <laughs> hot topic button, hot button hot topic, button topic, hot button topic. And apparently, so. uh, at least Larry Nat in the chat uh, not happy with me for my stance on the refs. So. That's okay. It's all right. We're a little, we're all a little upset. It's okay. Just let it out. We'll go to therapy in the next uh, segment of this one if we have to. <laughs> the next thing in the chat that I want to address, Elon Musk. Thank you again for another super chat. Asked, would we have won if Aiden was more physical? Maybe, we but again, I, I feel like, again, the Warriors' game plan was to remove him, force him out on the perimeter in a lot of defensive situations. So his physicality didn't have a lot, a lot of play in there. I mean, this was, this was a night where the Warriors just understood how to take it to the Suns. There was a stretch there. Uh, from late in that second, early in that third, where the Suns were the ones imposing their will, pushing the pace, pushing the physicality, uh, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, they just they they didn't continue to do that. The Suns should have taken the mentality of the old Spurs teams versus the seven seconds or less teams and, and bully balled it a bit, and they didn't. And then the Warriors did this interesting mix of bully ball and and their three point shooting. And it was just too much for this team. I think that you could say potentially that if DeAndre was a little more physical, it could have made a difference in this game. But I think you could also say that for the entire Suns team. Yes. Like the the Warriors came in, they were more physical, they had more energy and more grit than the Suns did tonight. So if everybody had given 5% more, I think this game would have ended differently. But 
unfortunately, the Suns were not the aggressors tonight. They weren't the ones who came in with the full-blown, let's go get it type of energy. That was the Warriors. And I think that's a huge reason why they were successful in tonight's game. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Warriors were smart on uh, on the offensive glass tonight. Uh, they were they just got in position. They got the loose balls. Uh, they exploited certain elements of the Suns defense tonight and found the open guy. They did a lot of the things that the Suns do uh, when they're having their best nights out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so and this like, this isn't a blowout. I know it wound up nine point game, but in the la you know in the last two minutes, this was a, a two a two four point game. It, it, you know it was it was not a blowout in any sense. So this could have gone either way down the stretch. It just came down to uh, the Warriors playing better in those final two minutes. Otto Porter Jr. finding a way to all of a sudden uh, you know tap into uh, that potential that he had. When he was drafted, I think it was third overall by the Wizards. He kind of taps into that potential and, <laughs> and finally played all of it out in one uh, one three-minute stretch. You know, I just, to me, that's that's what it comes down to. The, the whole team, like you said, could have been more physical. This isn't solely on DA not being physical enough. This mm -hmm. was the entire Suns team not physical enough, and it felt like they almost just weren't prepared uh, to play in this game today and, and which is which is odd because that's not usually their mo but i you know all right i gotta go back to i gotta go back to this foul stuff you know, okay like, I, <laughs> only if you want like, to Nat, larry nat saying stop apologizing for the refs when they clearly have an agenda what is their agenda in this what why would they want to screw the defending Western Conference champions? They, they, because it's was... not sexy, Espo. The Phoenix Suns at the top of the oh. league isn't as sexy as the Lakers or the oh. Warriors or the Nets at the top of the league. Yeah, and the and the refs are really going, you know what? We need to screw this team to make... No, that's not what's going on. I get it. The Tim Donaghy's of the world, all these guys that were involved in you know corruption scandals or whatever because of uh, different factions of things... I understand why people are hung up on that crap, but it's not happening in every game. And nobody circled the Phoenix Suns and went, let's screw them. Why not screw them? Like, that's not happening here. And, I, you know, I just get over it. I, if you need, you know, help with it, we can talk. I can bring back the therapist voice that I did on the show. <laughs> we can talk. Like, tell me, tell me how they hurt you. Let's mm. figure this out because I am sick of people using that any time the Suns lose. I mean, we've barely experienced it this year, but every time it's the refs, how dare they screw us? Guess what? The Suns were never going to go perfect this season, and it wasn't the refs' fault that they haven't. Off night tonight is a big part of it. Uh, yeah, okay, it's weak, Larry. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate it, buddy. Enjoy your Christmas. All I'm not right. going to yell at you anymore. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Let's welcome in a guy that I wouldn't yell at on Christmas or any other day. It's terrible game. How you guys doing? Merry Christmas. We're doing okay. Espo's on a, on a rant currently. Um, so welcome. Perfect timing. What did Monty Williams say after tonight's game? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that he had to say was that it's rare where he says that the other team outplayed his group. And that was the case tonight. He felt like the Warriors got their hands on a lot of those 50, 50 balls. Uh, he mentioned the live ball turnovers from the Suns and just 
the way that some of the other guys on the Warriors outworked some of the Suns' role players. So uh, kind of a rare case where the Suns are not the hard work, hardest working team on the court, and we kind of saw that tonight. And in a game of margins, the Warriors came out on top because of it. Did Monty talk at all about uh, the defensive strategy against Steph and if, uh, you know, double teaming him may have been the wrong call with how well uh, the Warriors were hitting shots around him? He didn't really mention that specifically. Um, it, it is one of those cases where Curry is, is a tough guy to blitz because he'll always find Draymond on that role and they'll find a way to find the open guys. Um but it's, I mean, they held him in check. Like he, he, Monty was, pl- was proud of the way that they held him to 10 of 26 shooting. Um, so it was just one of those things where it didn't really work out in their favor as far as the blitzes are concerned. Is, is that DA photobombing you back there? No. <laughs> so. I, just, I can't see. I just saw I, somebody. Oh, yeah, I know it is now. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald, what would you say was the uh, was the difference maker in this one? Uh, I think the biggest thing that Monty brought up was the live ball turnovers because they only had 13, and that's not a terrible number, but that led to 21 points off of turnovers, and I think that was something that Monty emphasized. Also, just the hardworking thing. Like, that was the biggest thing that stood out to him was that the Warriors just wanted it more and they worked harder tonight. So um, those are things that can be – corrected Devin Booker had a rough night he was five for 19 and, and Monty said it was just a case of some missed shots um, so those are things that they can fix moving forward this is not the end of the world um, obviously it's not a great loss considering all the guys the Warriors were missing tonight you know they're missing Andrew Wiggins Clay Thompson Jordan Poole James Wiseman but at the same time like this is a team that they plug and play guys in they have a system and it works and, and guys know their roles so this is a dangerous team no matter who is in and out um, Suns learned that firsthand tonight, pretty much. Did uh, did Monty bring up anything about the refs? I highly doubt it, but the chat has brought up so much about the refs that they've uh, corrupted my mind, is, is I guess where we're going with. Yeah, look, I, I got to say, they the Warriors were very physical tonight. Monty mentioned that. He said something to the effect of they had their hands all over us tonight, but it was more in a way of they were physical and we didn't respond to it. Um, and, and going back to that whole thing, they just kind of seemed like they wanted it more tonight. Um, I don't think the refereeing thing was the issue here tonight. I, I think it was just a case of, you know, they got backdoor cut a lot in that game. Like there were a lot of cases where the Suns were trying to switch on defense and the Warriors did a good job of, of backdoor cutting in those situations. Um, it's, just, it's just one of those rough games. It's not the end of the world. We'll keep an eye on the officiating for a potential Suns Warriors playoff matchup, but that wasn't what made the difference tonight. All right, Joe, we're going to turn this around a little bit because I know it's not the outcome we wanted, but as far Mm -hmm. as I know, this is the first time you have covered an NBA game (laughs) on Christmas Day in person. What was the atmosphere like tonight? Not at the end of the game, but throughout the game, more so. <laughs> yeah, it was great at the start of the game. I mean, it, it, it was very full about 10 minutes before tip-off in here. It kind of like it was we saw all throughout the playoffs where people were showing up early and there was just a buzz and it was very loud in here. Um, and it was a really fun game. You know, it was back and forth. This was high-level basketball. I saw someone tweet something about, I feel bad for the fans that have to go from this game to watching the Lakers and the depleted Nets afterward because <laughs> – 
Like these are the two best teams in the NBA right now. We don't know if that'll be the case when they meet again in a couple months or if it'll be the case come playoff time. But like right now, they're head and shoulders above everybody else. So there's no shame in losing to a team like that, even if it should have been a W. Obviously, you'd rather have a win on Christmas Day, but they'll get their shot in that fourth matchup at uh, I think the end of March. You, Gerald, you talked about it with uh, with DeAndre Ayton, but just the gravity of uh, of him. Mm-hmm. How impressed are you with the gravity of Steph Curry and how much that that creates? Because that felt like the difference maker to me was just how many open shots he was able to create for his teammates with that with that gravity. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty strong, especially in that fourth quarter when he took over. I think he scored or assisted on 15 of the Warriors' first 20 points in that fourth quarter where they kind of took control of the game a little bit. Um, and the two assists that he had were to Bielitsa. He drove to the basket and had like three guys come with him. And Bielitsa just popped out for a wide open three, knocked that down. And then on a broken play, the very next play, you know, guys are crowded. They're looking at Curry and he z- just zips one into Bielitsa for an easy little floater there on the baseline. Those are the kind of plays that kill you, especially when you're worried about him being able to drop a bomb from 40 feet, which he did that in the fourth quarter as well. So <laughs> He's a really tough cover. I, I think we take for granted how good of a job Mikael Bridges did on him in the first two games. Um, and even tonight, he didn't shoot the ball well, but he does have that gravity where he frees up so much for everybody else. And even on some of his misses, you know, there were there was that one miss where he shot it from about 40 feet out, missed it off the front of the rim, and three sons were standing there watching the ball through the air and didn't go to box out or go to chase the rebound. Warriors got it. Warriors scored. So it's one of those things where you can't get demoralized when he makes shots. You have to pay him the amount of respect that he deserves, but not too much because it frees up so much for everybody else. And Gerald, was Santa good to you? You get anything good this Christmas? I did. I, I did. I got a couple of good things. Uh, girlfriend's taking me to a concert in February and uh, made me a cute little photo album of our first couple of trips together. And then got a, got a few other things I wanted this year. So you got to hang and, out and with I, us too. Yes, I got to hang out with you guys, and I got to cover my first Christmas game. So I'm, I'm a winner tonight, even if the Suns are not. <laughs> nice, awesome. Well, thank you so much for checking in with us, Gerald. Have a good rest of your Christmas. We'll see you later. Yes, you guys too. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Gerald. By the way, right. I just realized I am wearing this still that my daughter made. I. <laughs> I have a headband on that my I'm not even going to lie. Me. I thought it was like a Christmas one that had like lights yeah. on it. Is no, that what it is? It, no, it's it's just a random headband my wife or my girlfriend or my girlfriend. <laughs> my daughter, Gerald said his girlfriend. Somebody in the chat said girlfriend. I was reading. My daughter made for me uh, that I decided to apparently not take off before we came on air. So. It's cute. I love my it. My favorite should, Christmas gift, I guess. If your daughter watch this YouTube video or stumbles upon it, she'll love it in the future. So I'm glad that you wore it. All right, Espo, before we move on. Hold on. We're gonna Elon in the chat did say Gerald concert with girlfriend. What does the wife say about that? That's what I read when I said wife and then girlfriend instead of daughter and that makes sense. I got you. All right, we're gonna take a quick break because It's Christmas week and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win $150 in free bets if they are victorious when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code PHNX. 
It's a great way to put a little extra jingle in your pocket, maybe recover a little bit from some of the things that uh, you spent all of your money on this year around the Christmas, uh, around Christmas. And also all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in the Christmas spirit with a holiday free bet surprise. So everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. So if you haven't logged into your draft, uh, draft book, good Lord. If you haven't logged into your DraftKings Sportsbook app recently, be sure to do that so that you can get your free Christmas bet and take advantage of that before the promotion ends. So one more time, since I'm stumbling a little it's bit. Contagious. It's contagious, Lindsay. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they are victorious. That's promo code PHNX this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I I want to do something that we have not done in a very long time, Lindsay, mostly yeah. because we uh, we haven't had to be in the dive bar. I know. Uh, and and we're not in studio. And even if uh, you know, even if I had the, this at home, it wouldn't have fit in the walk-in closet with me. So we're going to do the wheel of Monteisms, and we're going to do it uh, this way, where we play the gif. We're going to stop it, and everything counts is the quote. So Monty uh, tonight is just rubbing it in. I yeah. thought we were going to feel better, and Monty's just reminding us even this loss point counts. So. Every counts all the energy that you put in or that you don't put in it all counts at the end of the day yeah. i think a better monteism would be um never too high never too low maybe on this I, one i think that would be good or his other one his famous one fuck the refs <laughs> i wasn't kidding. expecting that at all <laughs> monty's never said that Oh yeah, my God. Not on the wheel of Montyism. Not so. on the wheel of Montyism. <laughs> I don't even know if Monty would ever say that behind closed doors, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think Monty ever says that in any form. I don't think he's dropping the F bomb in, in regards to the refs. Is I highly doubt it. So yeah, I don't I don't think so. Well, since um I had according to Elon, <laughs> sorry, Elon, I had the longest DraftKings monologue ever. Let's keep going on this DraftKings ride. Because we're going to name our draft king of the game. And tonight it is Chris Paul. Steph Curry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Chris Paul finished with 21 points, eight assists, and six rebounds. He had a pretty good performance tonight. Unfortunately, not enough to get the Suns the W. But there were a couple moments in this game that were just so fun to watch from Chris Paul. He welcomed another rookie to the league, gave him uh, his and welcome to the NBA moment with that rip through. He caught some ankles and then knocked down a triple at the end of the second quarter. Like, there's just a lot of really fun moments from Chris Paul tonight. I, one of them is, is this one right before the the half uh, when the Suns went on their big run. He's just <laughs> stealing ankles. All right. He got himself a pair of ankles uh, from the Warriors for Christmas uh, on that. And that's a big part of why he's the DraftKings uh, king of the game tonight. That was uh, that was probably my favorite Suns moment from the evening. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There wasn't a lot of them. 
No, but that was a solid one for sure. I um I feel like on the broadcast they mentioned that quite a few rookies this year have said that their welcome to the NBA moment has been at the hands of a Chris Paul rip through. And I love that that's a thing now that that's being talked about <laughs> from the rookies as their welcome to the NBA moment because usually it's like, you know, somebody getting dunked on really hard or just your first experience guarding a guy like LeBron or Steph Curry or something of that sort. But a Chris Paul rip through is chef's kiss. It's so good. <laughs> I I wish we still had close access to the players because I would love to do a video with Chris Paul doing the rip through to me. I just, I would love that experience just to be able to be like, I've been ripped through by Chris Paul. All right. And I, I feel what those, what those players are experiencing, but also just the art of it. I'd love the explanation on the art of the rip through, how we decide mm -hmm. what's the right moment, how we can catch these guys off guard. So well, any of that stuff, I would love to just get inside the thought process of the rip through it's time for the rip through. Yeah, I, I mean, that would be awesome. Maybe at least at some point in time, if we can't make that happen, we can get a uh, Borgate breakdown where maybe Chris Paul joins him and breaks down some Ooh. of it, because that would be super cool, too. Even so, just well, getting a few quotes from him on it and having Gerald do I'm, You know, yeah. I'm texting Gerald and telling him, sorry, you can't. I'm just Christmas adding more work you. onto Gerald's plate on Christmas Day. Sorry, Gerald. <laughs> He can't have Christmas evening with the girlfriend who got him sweet, thoughtful gifts. We need a Borgay breakdown. <laughs> and he needs to chase Chris Paul down to get some quotes for it. So. <laughs> yeah, so put Gerald to work. Make him work all the way through New Year's. Everybody is lucky you're not the VP of content. They'd never get any time to breathe. <laughs> no, I would be nice. <laughs> I promise. I would. All right, Espo. Well, I think that's about going to be it for us tonight. Is there anything else you want to bring up? Well, first off, uh, the Golden State Warriors are the best team in the NBA right now. Oh, whisper. Whisper. But the Phoenix Suns will be the best team in the NBA again soon enough. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm man enough to admit that right now, after that game, the Warriors are both, both statistically and, uh, you know, emotionally are the best team in the NBA right now. But the Suns are, are still right there. So I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go cry. I'm not shamed by this. Somebody said, Espo saying the, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA or the new Suns in four. Screw you. You're not going to guilt me into feeling bad about enjoying the fact that the Suns were the best team in the NBA and likely will be again soon enough. So congratulations, Warriors, in the spirit of Christmas, you were the best team in the NBA for the next few days and then the Suns will reclaim it. Also, Chris, uh, one of our favorite Chris, congratulations by the way on getting some amazing PHNX gear for Christmas. Uh she says, "I can't believe I'm in the dive bar for Christmas." I don't know. I've always felt like that's kind of uh, the trajectory my life taking is that I would wind up in a dive bar on some Christmas. So I'm glad I could do it here with you guys and commiserate about a rough son's loss. I mean, listen, dive bars aren't as cool as the VIP lounge most of the time, but they're not that bad. You know, every once in a while, a dive bar is an okay vibe. It's okay. Look, not on Christmas. Nobody, Fair. Maybe not on Christmas. To be in the dive bar on Christmas. <laughs> all right. You've made 
You've made life choices that you probably shouldn't have if you're in the dive bar at Christmas. I suppose. I suppose you're right. I'm just which always guess, trying to find the silver lining to something. <laughs> which I guess we made some poor life choices, Lindsay. Boy, yeah. Did you get any good Christmas gifts? I did. I got a lot of good Christmas gifts. I'm not going to lie. I think some of my favorite ones, I got a new um, Abby? set of sheets oh. and a new pillow. And I cannot wait to go to sleep tonight to test them out oh. because... I think they're going to be really solid. <laughs> what such about adult you? Thing, such adult things. I, uh, <laughs> I got my wife a beautiful new security door. So there's adulting for you. I know she uh, loved that too. She did. The missus got me uh, some experiential things in 2022. We're going to go to a bunch of musicals and shows and things oh, because, fun. you know, uh, life and COVID kind of stole that from a lot of us for a while. So mm -hmm. we're hoping it doesn't happen again, but we've, we've got stuff planned out for, for us for like through June now. So that'll be fun. And then, uh, got some records for my daughter, some, some nice. new vinyl to, to listen to, which I always enjoy. And then, uh, yes, this pink and, uh, and whatever kind of headband as well from, from the daughter. So good day. Overall, I didn't get the Suns W. Hopefully the Cardinals can get us a W. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of miserable people. You know, actually, you know, misery loves company. So if we had to do a, a yeah, tough I mean, like, come show, on over. Saul doing the Cardinals <laughs> post game tonight, filling in for Cheerson, should have to do a tough one, too. Yeah, I mean, I would rather have a Cardinals win, but I guess, I don't know. It's a tough I'm one. I'm bitter. Saul I, should I have to do you. this, too. Well, I mean, somebody in the chat did say it's Saul's fault that we lost because he's not it's, here. So we're going to blame him. We've always said everything's Saul's fault, and we're going to stick with that. <laughs> well, why it's change Saul's it now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We hope you had a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And thank you for all the support. We will see you guys back again next week. Until then, I'm Lindsay. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald on Twitter at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Espo, send us home for Merry Christmas. Just remember that Christmas isn't just a day. It's a mentality. Bring it throughout <laughs> the entire year. Ahoy, hoy.